Check, will you do the honors? Yeah. This lesson today I want to do with you is, is more in line with what I want to say about the Christmas season. It's not necessarily all the proofs of, of what the new birth is in the Bible. I want to talk to you about how necessary, how needful it was today. And by doing that, then hopefully ultimately we can talk about just how important Christmas is in our life because this is this is the crux of why we need we needed Jesus to come yeah God in flesh yeah. Yeah. so this is this is the story of why the Lord did what he did and and I'm hoping that this will be a blessing I left lines on your sheet uh, if you want to fill in as I go through the different topical ideas great it's up to you but all the verses are there for your for your benefit for you to look at and study later the new birth, what a challenge it is today for people to find out that there is a way to be, come right with God. And sometimes it seems like it's much harder than it should be, but we are glad to be a part of a church that is, hopefully, that we are always ready and available and willing to share this message with others. And um, we're not here to condemn, we're here to help enlist people and and encourage them and help them amen so let's pray right now and let's ask the lord to bless this morning lord jesus thank you for your word lord thank you for the bible study i pray that it truly would be light it would be information will help us lord i pray that you bless each and every one and all of this will give you thanks and praise thank you for blessing at our banquet last night for all those who are influenced and blessed by it I pray, Lord, that you would do great things in this church, that we'd see growth this year, and, Lord, that you do great things in, in Chelsea. We ask it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Salvation is for each of us, and um, the awareness is that we have to come to the realization that we need salvation. That's uh, how good is Christmas, how important is it if we don't realize that we needed it? And so the Bible emphatically declares that all human beings are sinners. Yeah. I want to, and I'm just going to go over these verses with you just to confirm, and uh, it'll be something you can use. First Kings 8 and 46, John. Did you read that? If they sin against thee, for there is no man that sinneth not, and thou be angry with them, and deliver them to the enemy, so that they carry them away captives into the land of the enemy, far or near. All right, this is just part of this of this phrase uh, but uh, Solomon is praying here but I want you to see that he, that he establishes for there is no man that sinneth not right. um, that is an Old Testament scripture I put in here just for your benefit look at um, Proverbs 20 and 9 Debbie if you'll read that one who can say I have made my heart clean I am pure from my sin right who could say that I mean who who's going to stand before another human being today and say I 
I am worthy of heaven. I am, and I've overcome all my issues of my life. Um, Susie, Isaiah 64 and 6. We are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Amen. For our righteousness, all of our good works are as filthy rags before God. What does that mean? Well, it means that, that if we don't have the foundation of our lives right with God, free from sin, free from condemnation, then all the things I try to do for others or, or things I try to do because I, I'm kind or I'm generous, all those um, seemingly aren't near as effective as God looking at us and saying, now I can work with so-and-so. They are, uh, they realize today right. they need the precious blood yeah. of Jesus Christ in their life. Yeah. Yes. The second point I want to make is all mankind is under sin and is guilty before God. There, there is no squeaking out of this today. Uh, let's look at Romans. Uh, Meg, are you okay reading or no? Okay, so Romans 3 and 9. So we're not talking about good guys, bad guys today. We're not trying to look through here and decide in this, in this room that we're in right now today who's good and who's bad. That's, all of us are falling short of what God wants us in our lives. And, and ultimately today, you being right or wrong in God's sight is all about the sin in your life. Yeah. That's the facts. Yeah. And um, it's not how much you tried how much you tried to be good, how often you try to do nice things to help others. Thank you for doing that. But, but still, the most important thing for you to realize today is God brought all of us under the penalty of sin so that all of us will need to be saved. Amen? Yes. Um, uh, John, read Romans 3.19. Now we, know, now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. All, right, all of us are under the law. All of us are responsible to the rules that God set up. It's His game. And we're playing by His rules. And you just need to realize today that, that this gospel is essential for, for people's lives. It's not if you feel like it, if everything's right in your life, then you can come to God. On the contrary, this thing was set up so that we who are not right with God are able to make a move toward yeah. Him and know Him and love Him. All right? Debbie, Romans uh, uh, 3 and 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. None righteous. Uh, Susie, Romans 3, 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. The Bible is pretty clear on this. Yeah. Nobody right. is outside of the of the law of sin. Right. Mankind is therefore under the sentence of death. This is the next point I want to prove to you. If, if we're all under sin because of the law, then we all are going to have to pay the consequences mm -hmm. of that disobedience, of that law, of that sin. Yeah. Amen. So, um, uh, Mega, Romans 6 and 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
if we could ever have people realize and understand today that everybody, everybody is earning a wage under God's laws. And that law, of course, is the wages of sin is death. And um, so it was imperative that the Lord would come up with a way that we might be saved. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that today? Yes. Literally, the Bible simply says, sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So, John, read James 1.15. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. All right, so our sins that we have in our life are, are like cancer, are like a snowball starting off small at the top of, of, of the great mountain. And little by little, as they begin to roll down those steep places, they gather and they become greater. And pretty soon it turns into an avalanche. And, and sin is one of those things, you know, the old commercial that said Lay's potato chips, no one can eat just one. Mm -hmm. um, sin is a lot like that. You thinking that you'll just do one time you did wrong. Yeah. You need to realize today that that's just an open door for more and greater sins yeah. to come yes. and follow. We need God. Yes. yes. Everyone needs salvation yep. from their sin and its penalty, which is death today. Now, salvation can refer to any kind of deliverance, preservation, or liberty in, a, in this world by its definition. But always in Scripture, always in Scripture, salvation refers to deliverance from the power yeah. and the effects of sin. Yeah. Listen, God had to have a plan today that not only would forgive you, but would also help us to overcome all the things that went wrong in our life because of sin. The cost is immense. Amen. In the past, its present, and its future, every part of sin is something that reproduces itself. It grows, increases. We are truly, um, uh, uh, today, the, the perfect example of someone that, if I'm left to myself, I will continue in sin. But thanks be unto God. Only by grace, through faith in Jesus Christ, can we overcome this? Remember, it's God's idea. It's God's plan. He put us all under sin, under the law, but he also gave all of us the opportunity to believe, to have faith, and to watch God's plan unfold in our life. Yeah. So a person could do nothing to save himself. I want you to realize that today. There's no good efforts today. No one's going to stand before the Lord one day and say, I tried. I tried to do better. I tried not to do that sin as often. I tried to, to live my life like I thought you wanted me to. All those things are going to fall short because all of us are put under the law of sin and death. A person can do nothing to save himself. No amount of good works or adhering to the law of God can save him. Yeah. The Bible says in Ephesians that we're not saved by works, right. lest any man should boast. We're, we're not in this today to say who's better in this room today. Right. 
our greatest power in this room is when all of us come to the realization that we desperately need God. Yeah. Amen. Where am I at? John, uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen. A free gift from God. That if we choose to take advantage of it, if we choose to believe by having faith in our life that the Lord will save me, that, that if I obey Him, He will bring these things about in my life. A man cannot merit, earn, or deserve this plan of salvation. I'll never be in a place where I say, me and God, we got this all figured out. Yeah. Right. Um, Debbie, read um, Romans 3, 24 through 28 today. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a Propitiation. Propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we can conclude that the man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Amen. One of these days I'm going to do a Bible study with you soon um, and, and talk about this thing of being justified through faith. Um, Jesus is the only salvation in the Word of God. There was no other way to be saved. No. And I, I want to just declare that to you. Um, in Susie John 14 and 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Yeah. Amen. Jesus said no man can come to the Father except that they come through me. Um, uh, Becca, uh, 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 Meg, excuse me. Uh, John 8, 24. Jesus was talking to the Pharisees here that day. But, but they were so full of, of all that they had accomplished as a religion of, of the believers of that hour. They had all the looks. They had all the presentation down. But, but Jesus told them, he said, you're, you're not going to be saved if you aren't believing in me. And that, that, is, the, that is the issue today. Why, why do we have Christmas? I believe that if you took away all the, you know, traditions of our families, you took away all the glitz and glimmer, you took away all the Christmas films, all the stuff all right. that, that make our hearts warm, mm -hmm. you know, giving us a picture of false hope. And we got down to really the issue. We, we could rejoice here today knowing what the Lord has done for us in this yes. Christmas season. Yes. When he gave, he came in a way in order that we could trust him and believe in him, yes. and he would, in fact, save us. Yeah. Amen. You see, God's holiness, of which he declared that we should have holiness also, 
But holiness demanded separation. That's, that's the power of holiness, is that we come to the realization today that I will not live like my old past. I will not follow the devil and his minions. I will not consent my life to things that are contrary to God's word. But I am going to be separated under God. We do that through our attitude, through our will, through our desire to please God. If all I do is I say, in this church, everybody has to wear a purple bow in their hair, and all the men have to paint their hair purple, if you're going to be saved, that would be pretty stupid, wouldn't it? You're out. Holiness, holiness is not me mandating you what to do. Holiness is, is, a, is a revelation when you come to that place and say, I am going to please God in my life. Now, I can give you some solid biblical truths of how they walked uprightly in the past. I could show you today how that uh, men of old, women of old, young and old have have learned how to walk in faith believing and I will do that as time goes on and it's a thrill and a privilege but I will never talk to you about what you have to do to be a part of this church because because that would be missing your part the revelation of saying I myself as for me and my house we will serve the Lord yeah yes amen his holiness demands that he separate himself from sinful man if that's true, then my next statement is, is scary. Therefore, ultimately, separation from God, who is our only source of life, means death physically, spiritually, and eternally. We, we need an avenue to come to God today. All this Christmas season, I hope I could just tell you that on Christmas Day, of which we don't know if it's really the day or not, doesn't matter. The point is, is that we're giving honor to a idea that God gave himself and came in flesh in order that I might see him, I might know him, I might learn to follow him. Amen. But if, if all we did was deal with God's holiness, he could have never come into my home. He could have never come into my life. He would have had to look at Kevin Erickson and said, you're filthy, I'm not going to come near you. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But by his plan of salvation, yes. yeah. by what he prepared for us, he made it possible yes. that he could dwell in me, not just around me. God's holy law requires death as the penalty for sinful man. So God chose to bind himself. How this is the plan of salvation. How could God ever choose to, to bind himself to his own law? He had to prepare a body that that body, that human flesh, could submit under the law. Amen. So the death of animals could never be sufficient to remit sin of man. God was clear that Israel, all the, the animals they slaughtered and they killed and they burned on that altar all those years yeah. through the scripture, not one of them could save man. They could only push their sins ahead. It wasn't salvation. No. 
The sin, the animals of the past could only push their sins ahead one year to give them a reprieve from what they had justly done. Hmm. We need a savior. Yes. We need someone who can take away my sins, yes. not just push them ahead. Yes. Yeah. We need someone today that can release me, amen, and say, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. Yes. yes. Praise God. Amen. Right. Uh, John, read Hebrews 10 and 4. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. There it is. Okay. Just giving you these scriptures so you know. Uh, it's not possible. That's not the salvation plan today. Neither can one man be sacrificed for another man. For each of those men deserves eternal death because of their own sins. Now, there have been some great men and women who have thrown themselves on the great grenades of war to save their team. Yeah. Commendable what they did. But if we're talking about salvation today, if we're talking about eternal life today, that's not, that's not good enough. I hate to say it, but it's not good enough. I need a Savior. The only suitable substitute for man's sin is that God would manifest himself in a fleshly body and come and dwell among us. Yes. Yes. And we can see him. We can see his glory as of the only begotten of the Father. What does that mean? He's the only one that could be my Savior. Amen. He's the only one that could Deliver me from the judgment yes. pending in my life. Amen. Uh, uh, Debbie, 2 Corinthians 5.19. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. To, to witness that God was in Christ. <laughs> That's your witness today. Yes. Yes, God wants you to tell how you were saved. He wants you to have a testimony. But our testimony begins with that God was in Christ. Yes. Right. Amen. Yes. And then uh, Susie Kletch, Colossians 2 and 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead, Father. Amen. God's complete, perfect plan. All that God did to create the heavens and the earth. All he did to plant put the plant life and the seed time and, and the seasons and the sun and the moon and the stars and all he did so that he could place man and he said, and it was very good. Yes. Knowing that there would be a plan of salvation that could not only be the answer for us in our life, but would be the answer for us in our death. Amen. Mega, 1 Timothy 2, 5. Amen. The man Christ Jesus was the mediator. The one who came in between God and fallen man, sinful yeah. man. Yes. Man who was doomed to death. And Jesus became that man who would come in the middle of that dilemma. Praise the Lord. Yes. And Susie, um, or John, sorry, 
First uh, Timothy three sixteen. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Amen. The controversy is great as the mystery of godliness. Amen. That our God came and did all these things in order that you and I also might have this newness of life. So Jesus Christ is the only sinless man ever to live. Yeah. Why was he born in a virgin birth? Because that if, the, if there was a man involved, the law said that the sins of the fathers were carried down to their sons. If there was no way that Jesus, to be sinless, would not bear a past that would be his condemnation. So he had to come in such a way that he could be born, that he could live, and that he could die in order that you and I might have salvation. He was the only one who didn't deserve to die because he was sinless. He who knew no sin, the Bible said, became sin for us. Yeah. We must be the one, excuse me, he, Jesus, must be the one to become our substitute. He was the only antidote, the only answer to sinful man ever having a chance. God does not excuse our sins today, but has inflicted the penalty, the complete penalty for those sins yeah. on one innocent man called Christ Jesus. He had to go to the cross. He had to be a lamb slain. He had to die. It was the only way to pay the penalty for my sins. Faith must bring about a power that can fulfill my desperate need today. Yeah. My, my needs are fulfilled through my faith in Jesus Christ. The sinfulness of man, the holiness of God, what a contrast between those two things. God's law requiring death as a punishment for sin and God's desire to provide a way of salvation for sinful man. Oh, he came such a long ways in order that we might take a baby step toward him today yeah. and live for him. Um, uh, where are we at? Susie, is it you? John uh, 3, 14 through 17. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This is the saving faith today that we believe in, that we preach, that we need desperately not only to see fulfilled in our life, but to be able to share with others. Totally, 
We are totally dependent today on the object of faith. Yes. Not faith that is God's going to buy me a new Cadillac in 2024. That's not faith. That may be a hope. But saving faith today is knowing that I have a God who truly gave himself for me, that now I might walk with him and be full of his spirit and live for him. Amen. Salvation is only effective today when we believe according to the truth of the word of God. It's, faith is more than just mentally assert that I believe in Jesus Christ. It's more than just an intellectual acceptance that I, I believe this all my life. But faith is going to become a verbal and a commitment of obedience to follow the gospel and do what it's said to do in my life. I can't sit back. Trust, reliance, commitment, and application are all necessary in my life for me to validate my faith in Jesus Christ. For the Bible said the devils believe in one God, but they're not saved today. So, um, um, Mega, Acts 6 and 7. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. So how did they measure that the, the word of God increased in that city? How did they, how were they able to number the disciples multiplying in Jerusalem? They, they saw a great company of priests begin to become obedient to faith more than ever before. Amen. Um, John, read 7, 21 through 27. Everybody doing okay? Yes. I, I just want to, I'm just trying to bring it around to Christmas. It is yeah. so, our Christmas is valuable to us because we know yes. today Yes. But I need a savior. Yeah. Yes. I am not oh, yes. good. I'm not good enough. I'm not no. I'm not here because I have any attributes or qualities that you need. Yeah. I'm here as a man who's faithful. Oh yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have we cast out devils? And in thy name done one, many wonderful works? And then will I profess, profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Amen. Here's what Jesus said, Debbie, read John 14 and 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. That's what the Lord's message was to all those. Yeah. Right. If you love me, 
Keep my commandments. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Abraham was saved by faith, the Bible said. But you have to go and look at Genesis and the different scriptures through, through the Bible concerning Abraham and realize that God honored his faith because of what Abraham did, yeah. not just professed. Yeah. Today I want to challenge you as, a, as an individual, as a Christian for, for the Lord. Do, let your life do for Jesus Christ. Don't just say what you believe. Amen. Scary to think that all of our lives are established here on earth based on not what we say, but what we do. Yes. Yes. Salvation, which is the very key to eternal life, could be designed to only include our statement of what we think would be horrible, would be wrong. A lot of people say, I believe, and, but they have no factual anything happening in their life. There's nothing going on that God can bless in their life. They're, they're not doing anything. But how much greater is it if we have a proof in our life, having done and doing things that are in obedience to God and pleasing Him? Amen. I want to read you all a story today, okay? Will you bear with me? Oh, yeah. This won't take 10 minutes. I have to read this because I can't I memorize it all. February 15th, 1921. True story. True story. In New York City, an operating room at Kane. Summit Hospital. A doctor is performing an, an apodectomy. I hope I say that right every time I read this. <laughs> In many ways, the events leading to the surgery are uneventful. The patient has complained of severe abdominal pain. The diagnosis is clear, an inflamed appendix. Dr. Evan O'Neill Kane is performing the surgery. In his distinguished 37-year medical career, he has performed nearly 4,000 apodectomies. Sorry. So this surgery will be uneventful in all ways except two. The first novelty of this operation, the use of local anesthesia in a major surgery. Dr. Kane is a crusader against the hazards of general anesthesia. He contends that a local application is far safer for the patient. Many of his colleagues agree with him in principle, but in order for them to, to agree in practice, they will have to see the theory applied. Dr. Kane searches for a volunteer, a patient who is willing to undergo surgery while under local anesthesia. A volunteer is not easily found. Many are squeamish at the, at the thought of being awake during their own surgery. Others are fearful that the anesthesia might wear off too soon. Can't blame them for that. <laughs> that would cross my mind. Eventually, however, Dr. Kane finally finds a candidate, 
On Tuesday morning, February 15th, the historic operation occurs. The patient is prepped and wheeled into the operating room. The local anesthetic is applied. As he has done thousands of times, Dr. Kane dissects the superficial tissues and locates the appendix. He skillfully excises it and concludes the surgery. During the procedure, the patient complains of only minor discomfort. The volunteer is taken in the post-op and placed in the medical ward. He recovers quickly and is dismissed just two days later. Dr. Kane has proven this theory. Thanks to the willingness of a brave volunteer, Kane demonstrated that local anesthesia was a viable, even preferable uh, alternative. But I said there were two facts that made the surgery unique. I told you the first, the use of local anesthesia. The second is the patient. The courageous candidate for surgery by Dr. Kane was Dr. Kane. <laughs> to prove his point, Dr. Kane operated on himself. A wise move. The doctor became a patient in order to convince the patients to trust the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I've shared this story with several health professionals and they each gave me the same response, the fur of brow, the suspicious grin, grin and the dubious words, that's hard to believe. Perhaps it is, but the story of the doctor who became his own patient and mild is mild in comparison to the story of a God who became a human. But Jesus did, so that you and I would believe that the healer knows our hurts. He voluntarily became one of us he placed himself in our position. He suffered our pains. He felt our fears. Rejection, he felt it. Temptation, he knew it. Loneliness, he experienced it. Death, he tasted it. And I was thinking there was a third page, sorry. <laughs> That's another story, I'm wrong, I'm, I'm wrong, I'm sorry. So, what a great example, yes. though. Yes. Yeah. So, I read several stories yesterday, I, I think, I think that's what happened. Um, the missing page, I'm going to have to yeah. preach about that one of these how important is Christmas this year? Yeah. It's as important as we make it. Yes. That's right. It's as important as our awareness yeah. of how necessary a Savior was for my life. And I think that if we could, you know, we're not supposed to be go around like, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous that every service get up and say, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not, it's not, here to beat ourselves up right but it's it's realizing today as long as i'm in this flesh i yes. it can be sinful flesh in my yes. life but what i need today is i need to realize there's a god who made a way that he himself could come and show me that i could follow him 
and I could have the healing I'd so desperately need. Amen. Aren't you thankful today for yes. Dr. Kane? Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. So are there any thoughts about the Christmas season? Any? Um, I was just driving down the road the other day listening to some some Christmas music and the the scripture that talks about the shepherds seeing the star and they had exceeding great joy. And I thought that is it right there. That's the whole reason why we celebrate Jesus all year round and on the Christmas at the Christmas season is because of the joy that we get from him sacrificing himself for us. Amen. It's exceeding joy. It's it's joy that is just you just can't you can't explain to anybody unless they they've actually experienced it themselves. The joy of Jesus. It's wonderful. I love celebrating him. <laughs> yeah, because countries a lot of countries have holidays and days of the year where they celebrate men that were usually in some form a liberator, you know, setting them free. Yep. And uh, so it's the same, just on a much larger scale. Amen. We are, we are so privileged today to realize that we can have a greater share of Christmas than what the world is experiencing. And I don't mean to be, say that, ah, uh, we're better than you are. I don't mean to imply that. But, but it is awareness, isn't it? It is a realization of how important the Lord coming and manifesting, God manifesting himself in a fleshly body in order that I might know him. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Once and for all. Yes. Amen. Like you said, all through the Old Testament, they didn't have redemption. They just had it wrong ahead. Yeah. I. I messed up last night. I. I wish I'd done a better job. I meant to ahead of time so I wouldn't catch Sister Nance off guard. I wanted her to tell us about one of her favorite Christmases in her life. Yeah. And I, I never thought about it again until we were sitting here and I already had Brother Nance up there and I thought, too late. I'm going to have to try that. It's another year. But number one, how much our wives have are so important in our lives. Yeah. And we need to give people a chance to be able to talk about the things that really were important in our life. Now I'll grant you, I remember sometimes as a young man, uh, knowing I was hoping I was gonna get a certain gift that I wanted, you know, a toy. Yeah. And uh, you know, the excitement that day of opening it and knowing I got it. Yeah. Um, uh, but but I, wanna, I wanna get past that and go far beyond that in my adult life to be able to say, I'm so thankful yeah. for a God who was with us and helping us. Amen. Anyone else? Love your... Thank yes. Goodness for <laughs> say that again. Thank you for <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
That would have been a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. God's good. Yeah. Yes. All the time. All the time. All the time. And I have often stay awake so I didn't trust them. I had to. <laughs> Literally. Really? Well, yeah. But you don't think. Did you? You was awake? By choice. I told my dentist several times. I told her, "You better thank God that the anesthesia works." Yeah, wake up. This is your salvation. Yes. Yes. 